This is PCO, the French Canadian Frankenstein, and you watch Pro Wrestling for Life. Welcome to another episode of Pro Wrestling for Life, everybody. Uh, I am away from home right now. I'm currently at High Spot in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I'm getting ready for a, a virtual appearance a little bit later, but uh, I still got to bring you the show. So here I am from their studios. Uh, my co-host, Nick Hausman. Nick, what's going on, man? Tell everybody what's on the show today. Well, uh, I am here in Chicago, and I am so excited to bring you guys this one today. A guest I have been waiting to get on. We were going to try to wait for just the right time, and the time appears now. He takes on Tony Deppin this Friday night at GCW's highest in the room. And you got to be pretty high to step into the ring with Tony Deppin. Ron Funches is going to be in the house here. And I'm really excited to hear what Ron's mindset is ahead of his first wrestling match. I, I never thought he would wrestle, Sean. I thought he had, I thought he had, I thought he did have a match. Like and, I know he went he, so he went to wrestling camp, right? And he he was putting a lot into it. He was putting in what? the work. Yeah, okay. he went to Santino brothers a couple of years back. And then like something sidetracked him. And like I think he felt like if he couldn't put it like keep putting into it what he felt like he needed to to be you know like respect I might be putting words in his mouth, but like well, you know, yeah. to do you know, to do right by the, by the industry, like, I, I I think he just felt like he wasn't gonna, I don't know, that he was, like, he quit doing it. So, okay. like, I'm surprised as well, Nick. All right, well, hey, this is obviously a rare interview that we're recording after the intro-outro. We have Ron next year. So, we're all gonna find out about this together here. You're This is all news to me. I really did not know the depths of Ron Funch's yeah. Well, he's one of my dear friends, so uh, I, know. Uh, I know these things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, and and it's it's really cool to see uh, one of my friends blowing up like Ron has. Like he's everywhere, man. Yes, like, he's the best King Shark, by the way. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I loved his. I loved the uh, the 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 chopped four twenty that he does on the Discovery yeah. Plus app. We've watched pretty much all of those. That's a real banger banger show that that is. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, yeah, enjoy that one. Uh, so we have Ron Funches in the house here today. And not just Ron, we have a soon-to-be free agent PCO in the house. Uh, that news actually broke, like, shortly after we recorded this, Sean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but PCO set to be a free agent here. It looks like November 30th, his ROH contract is up. So you're going to get to hear from PCO. Uh, you you really had a great talk with PCO here about the, the character and the man and everything a great setup for whatever I think is going to be next with PCO. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I've always really liked Carl anyways, on personal level, like, and, and, uh, because, you know, like, I think we even talk about it, you know, when, when you start hearing our conversation, uh, uh, you know, we were both the young guys kind of in the locker room, you know, like yeah. we're similar age. He's a little older than me actually, but still, you know, and and especially in our in our respect respective teams we were on, we were definitely the young guys that had to go out and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and well, they we should have been doing. Well, but but I think that's the thing is you guys were you know workhorses, right? That's why everybody remembers you guys so fondly. You go back and watch any one of your matches. Yeah. You go back and watch one of his matches. I mean, he's taking bumps that guys were not taking. Yeah, uh, in the mid '90s in WWF at that time. Yeah, but just besides the crazy bumps, like he was just sure. 
he was one of the guys that was very creative and coming out with cool stuff. Like, like all the, like the Quebecers had some cool double team moves, you know? Yeah. And that was all Carl. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I, it does, since it's not brought up in the interview, I will say this. I expect PCO to wind up in AEW. And I know AEW can't take everybody, but I know that the Young Bucks have an affinity for that guy. And they tried to bring him in early in AEW, but he was already signed to ROH. So I'm really interested to see what a guy like PCO, who you know and you can hear in this interview, is so hungry to get out there and work with young guys, could could do if, if that's the platform we yeah. want to do next. Yeah, yeah. just... It's insane that he's still able to go out there and, uh, you know, do that to himself. Yeah, dude. I mean, what other wrestler at 55 are you sitting here saying, you know, this is somebody we really might want to lock down for three years? Yeah. He's 54, 55, something like that. So, anyway, PCO in the house here in a little bit. Uh, we got Rod Funches as well. Uh, but let's get to it. Uh, news you can use. News will leave a bruise. I'm going to start with news this week. You bruised the internet this past week, Sean. You posted this right after we recorded Let's throw it up here. Sean, you're in incredible shape. Look at this photo of you. Yeah, pretty good. Good lighting. Nice mirror. Yeah. yeah. Zoomed in, zoomed in. People, people are complaining, oh, what'd you take that with? Like, and then they would throw out some name of some old ass ancient phone. And it's just like, no, I just didn't want you to see all the shit that was on the table right right below that picture. So and it, okay. just, it looks I look a lot better with the zoom. Uh, uh yeah, man, I'm just, you know, getting in shape, Nick. You know, and you know, um, it's. I I just I'm leaned out. Like, I, there are some comments. You know, you get the comments. Oh, you're on the gas. You're fucking juiced. No, man. Like, I'm. My biggest when I was, you know, my prime. I was thirty five fucking pounds heavier than that. You oh, know? really? Yeah. Wow. I just, you know, I just lost some fat, man, and 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 got in better condition. But it's not like I put on a bunch of muscle mass that I never had before. That's bullshit. Okay. I got it. So wait, but I mean, dude, you were telling me that this got how many impressions? Like more than a oh, million, God, man, like close to a million. Wow. Yeah. Like, so you put up a photo like this, like you got to know it's going to get a reaction. Were you expecting well, uh, this? Yeah, kind be of honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got it. Well, action, dude. I mean, good dude, Sean, I'm happy to say, I mean, the anticipation for your next couple matches, I mean, you really have done a great job of kind of slowly beating the drum here, man. And now yeah. that people, yeah, dude, now yeah, that I'm people, saying, I'm, I'm not going out there saying, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm fucking this or that. Like, wait, let's see. Let's see what I got. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah, for sure, man. And like you put this out there and I mean, it definitely puts a lot of confidence in you, man. How's that? By the way, while we're checking in on you and your, how's the knee, how is rehab and everything going for you right now? Hold on. Nope, that's fine. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna make Sorry a note. about that. I okay. I do I don't I don't turn my phone off and then I get pissed off at the person for calling me while <laughs> while I'm in the middle of doing the show. Do you want to keep this in? Should we keep, <laughs> should we keep this in? Or do you want to keep this in? I or don't no? care, yeah. Okay, fine. All right, all right, don't edit this. All right. So anyway, back to the conversation here we're having uh about how you've been beating the drum but yeah let's get a little into how is your how's your knee feeling sean like how how's recovery how's rehab going right now let everybody know it feels pretty good my last doctor visit a couple weeks but probably a month or so ago he said everything was coming along nicely um i thought i was a little behind because i took you know um a little time off from going to therapy and that uh, uh but like no he said no you're you're coming along just fine and so um yeah We'll see. 
I go to the, I go to the uh, physical therapy again next week. Um, and uh, so, and then we'll just go from there, man. You know? Okay. Yeah. What, what? When would you like to be back in, in wrestling again? Like what's a, so just in case I, I would like to be ready by uh roll rumble time. Okay. But um, that's not something like, Oh, this is something that, that's, that's like my main goal. Like go to do Royal rumble. But like, if they called me, I would do the Royal rumble. Okay. Um, and then, like, if not, like, um, you know, I mean, I love WWE, Nick. And regardless of what's going on, like, I still, like, you know, um, have love for them. And so I would like for, for them, you know, be the ones that uh, host my, my return matches. But if, if not, like, there's plenty of other people that will. Okay. You know, and uh, I've already had a lot of people reach out to me. You know, so. I know I have access to your DMs. I get it. You're very, you're very in demand. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of people very excited about you. Yeah. I know that. Um, so, yeah, we'll see, man. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, talk about WWE. There was a scary moment this past week. You know, this is a real high. Obviously, everybody very happy about you physically, but, you know, you, you know, Triple H. Uh, suffered this cardiac event here seven days ago. Um, the whole wrestling world reached out. You know, it's it, just to kind of reminder me, you know, how how fragile the direction and leadership in pro wrestling is. I mean, Hunter without without Hunter, you know, we probably would not see a lot of the indie wrestlers we have in WWE right now. Like he really opened up a lot of doors for guys. I think but, that would not. I want to go a little further than that. Like, um the health of the entire industry outside of WWE probably wouldn't be what it is right now if it wasn't for him, which I don't know. Maybe that's one reason he's got to eat. I don't know okay. if he does have to eat, maybe that, but you know, like it's just, he picked the whole business up, yeah. you know, pick, pick WWE up. But at the same time, like it raised the awareness of like a lot of stuff, man. Like, and, and, uh, I mean, they have some of it on, on the network. They host like independent, you know, ICW out of Scotland, things like that. So I, I'm, I'm grateful for that, man. Because regardless of like what people, somebody, you know, corporate might think that's good for everyone. Them too. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think there's definitely something to be said about like, you know, how the original NXT and it's, you know, when it was a very, uh, underground network only thing and like was really, you know, just a renegade style promotion. I feel a lot of that in AEW now too, right? Like Hunter, Hunter, Hunter understands the pulse, you know, of what this business looks like. And uh, I, I agree. I think that had he not gotten, you know, the the power to do some very interesting stuff here a couple of years ago, a lot of the fun things that hardcore wrestling fans really like about WWE or maybe the business, we, we may not be seeing them right now, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And I mean, as far as, um, you know, I just had a little quick, I haven't talked to him on the phone, but um, we had this running joke, Paul and I, like when we, we'd be talking forever, be on the phone for an hour or two. And finally, whenever it was time for Paul to, you know, get off the phone, he'd go, you're going to be around later. And like, he'd never call me later, <laughs> but that was just, it's time to, yeah, it's time to take this home. This phone okay. Call. I got and you. So it was just a running joke. I'm always like telling him I'm going to be around later. 
And uh, so I just, when I, re- I heard the news from just like everyone else, man, you know, and I just texted him. I said, hey, man, I'm glad you're going to be around later. And he just said, me too. Love you, kiddo. And that's, that's it. That's the extent of what I no, I wasn't going to say, tell me what happened. You know, uh, you know, I don't need to know, man. Like, I just need to know he's okay. Yeah. And I don't really feel Yeah. And that's really none of our business to get into here. You know, I, I wanted to talk more about just kind of, you know, Hunter and, you know, again, it wasn't that moment when you sit there and, you know, a piece of the puzzle gets removed for a brief second. You say, Oh, you know what, you know, how much, how much of an impact did this piece have? And it's pretty, pretty damn big piece that Hunter has. I'm going to tell you, man. And I'll just say this, like what things that he's had to deal with lately, man, like, um, after this, I would, I would seriously consider just cashing in and spending time with my family and saying, "Fuck this." <laughs> yeah, he's got he's a beautiful a- house up on a lake in in uh, New Hampshire that I would never leave if I had. Yeah, three beautiful daughters and pff, fuck that. Okay, well, I mean, to each his own, you know, every man yeah. has a quest and a journey and we can't yeah. put ourselves in, the, in their uh, boots. Uh, so. You know, yeah, I'm just saying if it was me. If it was you, for sure. Yeah, all right. Um, well, there was some other big news here. Uh, just last night, we're recording this late on Tuesday, so we don't quite know what the NXT reboot looks like, so we'll stop the NXT talk there. Um, mm-hmm. But Big E, Big E successfully cashed in money in the bank. Money in the bank. He's the brand new WWE champion. Uh, what are your thoughts on Big E finally getting to to hold the top title in WWE? It was coming for a while. Yeah. Yeah, even before Kofi. Even before Kofi had his run. Like, there was talk. There was okay. talk of Big E being, uh, putting the, the title on Big E. Yeah, well, he kind of fit Vince's mold a little bit more. He's a bigger guy, right? You know, I mean, Kofi's more really, lean. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, take away just the, he's a bigger guy, that, Vince's tight part like I mean he's got all the other stuff too man mm-hmm. lovable like like likable whatever you want to say uh just funny I mean not that you you don't need to be laughing during a wrestle but you know what I mean just yeah it just adds to the likability you know yeah and for sure well, I, I think the only note that anybody that I've heard of you know because everybody's very very happy for Big E but just the fact that it, there wasn't a whole lot of build to it kind of kept, caught everybody off guard just happened on an episode of Monday Night Raw do you wish yeah, man. that's kind of what happens when you cash in the money in the bank briefcase? Oh yeah. 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 You don't usually telegraph it, but sometimes you do like RVD calling John Cena out for ECW one night stand. Like that's kind of, you know, I think the model, I think for the perfect baby face cash in there, I've always looked at that one. I like that one. Well, they didn't do it that way. That... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Lastly, I'll ask you about before we get to Ron and PCO, cause we've got a loaded show here. Gable Stevenson, man. Uh, w, uh, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, he is signed to WWE. Um, do you have any thoughts on, on Gable joining? And and the fact he's got this really interesting deal where they're letting him finish his senior year. He's still under contract. He's going to defend the NCAA, uh, NCAA uh, championship in wrestling, and they're going to build like a private wrestling school near the university for him to begin his training for WWE. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, they should. They should do whatever they had to do to get him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a, a national hero. Like, I mean, he's an, an Olympic gold medalist and, like, um, Minnesota guy. Yeah. Apple you, Valley, baby. 
do you take him? Do you do him NXT or do you do you throw him right to SmackDown Raw? I think you put him straight on the big show. Yeah. And there's there's ways of protecting him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's risky, like, because I mean, just because somebody's like, you know, national hero, Olympic gold medal, like, I mean, you know, man, wrestling fans. Well, Vince, Vince got a, the last time he got an Olympic gold medalist, he immediately turned to a heel. You know, so I don't know if they'd go a similar that route. Was, yeah, I mean, but it worked. It did work. Yeah, it's not a given. Yeah. I think, and and, it, and and I think that it, it, I think it's. I think they had. I think they kind of needed to turn him heel at that point, don't you? Uh, yeah. He was mean, getting over as a baby face coming in the door. No, 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 no. But I mean, it was That's it was important, man. Vince, it's just so interesting to me that him being completely novice to the business, largely uh, having to go along with this pitch about becoming this heel, this bad guy and being able to pull it off. I mean, there's natural, there's naturals. And then there's that. That's very, very difficult to do, you know? So, Hey, wait, real quick, before we go to to Ron, I meant to ask you, you've been spending the weekend hanging out with, with Kevin and, and Scott, a little NWO reunion. How was that? Get to see yeah, everybody again. We were in Stockton Con. Yeah, yeah, we crushed it. <laughs> yeah, dude, like you wouldn't believe. Like this Saturday, the line never ended. Yeah. Well, I felt bad. People were in line for hours, Nick, and hours, and it was crazy. And like pe- other vendor, like and guests that were that were looking at us, like fucking, just like last time we were at Stockton Con where we crushed it and some of the others didn't do so well. Like they were like, they wanted to fucking kill us. Yeah. <laughs> and it was good to see your friends and hang out. Right. Oh, yeah. It was great to see. And you know, um, I saw Booker, I saw the King, Jerry Lawler, um, the King, Jerry Lawler. Of course it's Jerry Lawler. So, um, yeah, it was nice, man. And, uh, yeah, I was, it was it was I was really um it was cool. All everyone came out. You know, uh, I don't know. Um I had sushi with with uh Kev one night. Um I didn't I didn't spend as much time with Scott. Yeah. Time, so All right. but, sushi with Kev sounds fun. Oh uh, dude. Mm-hmm. Like we had that we were like I'm gonna eat more sushi than you. Oh no, you're not like and Pretty much it was a tie, but we fucked that sushi place. <laughs> like people, people can't believe when we keep ordering and or, like people can't believe it. How many rolls over under how many rolls? Like just for you, not between the two of you. How many rolls you do? I don't even know, man. Like, and, and we don't even do rolls that much, but we did like several and, you know, just massive amounts of uh, nigiri and, sashimi and i mean and a fuck ton of rice which isn't isn't something i usually do but I, i i i make an exception for sushi hey everybody welcome back to the show uh joining us right now is one of my dearest friends ron funches he has a a match this coming Saturday, uh, Friday, Friday, uh, Friday, Friday. Yes, Friday this time. This coming Friday um, at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in uh, in, in in Los Angeles. I'll be there, Ron. And yes. Game Changer Wrestling versus Tony Deppin. 
man, you're putting Tony Deppin on the map. <laughs> I love the realness of it. Yes, I am putting Tony Deppin on the map. Thank you, Gave y'all. Him a Thank shirt. You. He's got a yeah. shirt now because of that fucking DM that your, your ex-wife said. That's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I laugh so fucking hard at that, Ron. Ah, it's oh ugly. I, I love it, and, the, and the, the, what I love is that it was so rude and so disrespectful that so many people thought it was fake. You know, right. but you you know me, and you know my ex-wife. You were like, you know, that's very real. Hundred <laughs> percent shoot. Yes, it yep. was. <laughs> and I just feels like you know it's taking things to a, to a whole nother level. I I um. I like, you know, I was a fan of Tony Deppin's work as a wrestler, um, but in general, I feel like he's just a jerk. He's got a bad personality. He's rude on Twitter. He yeah. just he doesn't know how to talk to people. And so I kind of wanted to, in my own way, help him in some way. But he didn't take kindly to it. He he's wants to he's be jealous. He's a bit jealous because of my charm. His kids like you. <laughs> yes, yes. His wife likes me, and I've been through this before. I've been through several, you know, doing a stand-up show, and I'm hugging the wife, and I'm uh-huh. hugging the sister, and I'm looking over at the boyfriend's jail. Yes, and that's Tony Depp into a T. Right. You know, he doesn't understand. I'm a gift to the wrestling community, being such a, a positive, smart person, being a. a person of good health who works out i'm not out there i'm not that stereotypical basement dweller wrestling fan that people try to portray us as and tony Deppin doesn't respect it he wants to run me out of out of the business and i don't and i'm going to teach him you know you 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 called me once with my hands down and i may not i may not know how to wrestle but i know i can fight bro you went down hard though ron (laughs) i did i didn't expect it I didn't expect this, Sean. It hurt, and my uh, my ears were ringing, and I it knocked my equilibrium uh-huh. loose. I didn't expect it. What happened? And a lot of people were like, "Oh, you really went down like a gunshot." You and I was like, "I didn't have a choice in that matter." I think, hey, it, man, yeah, you killed somebody right there. It'll do it. Yeah. Hey, I think Ron. All, yes, yes, sir. Hey, Ron, I just so the last time we talked about you in the wrestling ring. It was a few years back, man. You, you, because Nick didn't realize this. Like, you actually went to Santino Brothers mm-hmm. and did and put the, some work in, some hard work in training in yeah. the ring. But, and then you decided you were going to back off from it. So, what happened? Uh, well, it was the, um, Santino Brothers is, is, is not for a, a play school, it's not a school for someone who is, uh, Coming in and out of it, it wants to just hang out and go do stuff. You know, if you want to be an actual wrestler and have that be your profession, I think I would recommend that Satino Brothers with all my heart. And that's what I started noticing is the fact that I had to miss some classes. I always had a gig or two. I always had to go out, be on the road. And then I come back and I, you know, be paired up with my partner. And I'm like, you know, I'm holding them back from progressing because I'm yeah. like, oh, what's the sequence that, no, this is the sequence we worked on when I was here last. So, um I, at that point and they even talked about it they were like you know if you're really serious about this you need to make sacrifices you need to maybe go down from your full-time job find find a part-time job that'll pay your bills and you can go help set up the ring you can go help you know that's the only way you're going to get real um exposure and real lessons and i was like i already did this with stand-up i'm not yeah. doing it again for pro wrestling yeah. and so i 
I just kind of put it on the back burner. I was hanging out randomly. I would go um, Shane Shane Thorne, who is a uh, slapjack. Uh, he, he's he, excellent. He's excellent. And he invited me to do some lessons that were a little more low key, more like, hey, just come in whenever you want. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work out. We'll teach you some stuff. We'll teach you to be safe, but we won't try. We won't make you do the 300 squats, the 300 sit-ups beforehand, like I was doing at Santino's. Um, and so that kind of got me back interested in doing it again. And then, and then Tony had to go and be a, be a jerk. And here we are. Just when I thought, I, whatever that you know, <laughs> Alpacino line was. Yeah, well, I like, see you. Are, I'm waiting for your match. I see you ain't you ain't getting chiseled for no reason. Something's happening. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I yeah, you know, every now and then I like to feel good about myself. Well, yes. I like to feel good about myself all the time. But this ain't about me, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll jump in here, Ron. So, like, you have some, you have some training here. Are you looking to over deliver here on Friday night? Like, you know, I think a lot of people might wonder, you know, if if this could maybe be one side or something. Like, I, I take it you may be going out to dazzle a little bit on Friday night. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that <laughs> dazzling. I'm not. I'm not. I'm probably not going out there and pat McAfee up, no swantons, anything of that nature. But I will do what, what I know how to do, and I will keep it as simple as possible. What? I, what? What? Talking realistically, talking truthfully, um, I'm gonna, what I want to go out there and just show people is that I'm a good performer, no matter what what type of atmosphere you put me in. So if I can showcase like, hey, even if I'm not a guy who can do a Hurricane Rana, I'm not even a guy who can probably do a leapfrog, but I can showcase what I can do and do that with passion and probably hopefully with precision and 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 show you that I can put something together. That's Are you breaking my out the robe? Are you breaking out the robe? I might be. I might uh -huh. be. Hey, so Ron, like, um, how do you think the people are going to take to you? You think they're going to treat you like a villain or a... Uh baby face i think it's gonna be 50 50 to be honest with you i'm not coming in there thinking that it's gonna be people just fully in love with me just because tony is a a, a very easy to hate guy with a very punchable face yeah. but tony's also been wrestling for 15 years he's been the ring of honor television champion he's a great wrestler and he's got a lot of respect from the gcw audience and i'm coming in as the outsider mm -hmm. i'm coming in as a guy uh that that people don't know as a as a known entity so if they treat me as a villain i'll be prepared for that if they treat me as as i know i will have some fans in my corner because i am lost from los angeles i was born in los angeles and i've been a stand up here for a long time so there's gonna your be number at least... one fan will be in your corner on thank you sir thank you sir and i feel like that that's helpful look at the, the people know and the people respect but you know at the end of the day if i can no, get a react no they're not quiet yes thank you <laughs> yes make sure he doesn't do any snot rockets uh -huh. yeah <laughs> what else what else nick well, I mean, I you know, I wanted to know who you've been working with getting ready for the match. Is there any wrestlers or anything in the LA area that have been, you know, getting you ready for this since your time at the yeah, city? Just mostly Shane, Shane Thorne, slap, old slapjack. You know, we just put on different masks and we take so each other. In LA? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Damn. He is. Oh shit! Okay. Are you are you uh, are you uh, talking to David Arquette or any of the other celebrities that have taken a run at a 
becoming active wrestlers in the ring or no? I haven't. I haven't talked to any of them. Um, I think it's like, to be honest with you, it's all, I'm kind of doing something different than any of them. You know, they all of them usually are coming in, you know, when David came in WCW and then 20 years later came in the independence. Most of the time you see like someone like Drew Carey, they're coming in for the Royal Rumble, get tossed right out. Or, or like people from SNL who are people who just don't even know why they're there. They don't even know what they're seeing. Right. I'm just doing this because I love wrestling. I'm going into my one of my favorite companies in the world, a uh, place that I've done commentary multiple times, places that I've paid to go you know see shows and i'm just going to go out there and treat myself like any other performer or wrestler there so i don't i don't um you know besides like protecting myself or different moves i don't see what they could offer me personally how, how do your how do your agent how's your agent feel about this are they worried are there people out there concerned that you could get hurt and then affect other major things that you're working on right now ron of course my manager and my agents are not fans of this at all i'm supposed to start shooting a show three days later and i didn't tell them i'm doing this so if i get hurt then it's gonna be i mean i'm probably gonna get sued a lot of people are gonna get sued if i get hurt to be honest with you uh so that's on tony if he hurts me and he was a real jerk then he's gonna get sued by apple <laughs> <laughs> Ron, you look like a, uh, you look like uh, you've been prepared for this. Like as far as like uh, you, you get a little stricter on your diet because you look. I mean, I don't know if it's the camera angle, but you look a little, a little more spelt than uh, when when we saw each other uh, for Fourth of July. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just been um, clanging and banging, hitting the weights real hard, and then trying to focus on my diet a little bit. Doing, and then yeah, I mean, this has had me back doing two a days, basically, just weightlifting in the morning and cardio at night. Um, you know, not just the for the wrestling, but also for the show that I'm getting ready to do. But it kind of came hand in hand, gave me a reason to to get back focused. Hey, Nick, what's up? Do you have anything like? Yeah, I, well, I want to know, like, I, I have other things. What do you want to bring up here? I don't know where you want to I didn't know if you want to ask Ron about anything going on in the industry right now. Oh, well, I mean, well, not not comedy. We got a few more minutes with them. And yeah, no, well, I wanted to ask because, like, GCW is a place where traditionally, you know, AEW's, like, been looking for talent. A lot of big talent come out of mm -hmm. there. You know, we've seen Stephen Amell ascended, things like that. If this goes well, I mean, do you want to do more in pro wrestling? Like, how far do you want to take this what you're doing right now ron well i'm just open for everything and that's actually you know one of the greatest things about wrestling tony depp and that's why i call him he's like that parade toilet tissue uh that uh, for for pro wrestling and if you wrestle tony depp and usually you get a bigger contract you move on he stays where he is that's just how life has been for tony and so I'm hoping maybe that could happen for me. I'm not necessarily wanting it. I'm going to go out there and treat this as my first and only match. But who never, you never know what the future holds. I wanted to manage Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, but then they went and got uh, a guy who hate, hates wrestling, <laughs> which I don't even understand. Why would you want a guy who hates wrestling representing two wrestlers? Okay. No, he doesn't hate wrestling. He just, he just hates this new shit that they're doing these days. Well, I get okay. <laughs> All right. I just wanted the job. It's I want nowadays. <laughs> I mean, Dan Lambert is very entertaining. I feel I'm like cool. he he's the he's old very man. entertaining. Yeah, old man yelling at a cloud. I get it. I get the bit, but I you know, 
I just saying, I could uh, I just do wonders for Scorpio and Paige. What what's your uh, what's your what's your uh, take on Big E taking the WWE Championship on Monday night, Ron? Oh, long time coming. I've been waiting for it for years. I've always said it. Anytime anybody asks me, you got your several tapes of me on the Sam Roberts show going, break up the new days, give Big E that title, give the Big E that championship. I'm glad that we didn't have to break them up for it to happen, but it's beautiful. He's a hard I mean, that's what you want to see is that the more of the old school way of things going someone getting a, a, a championship from hard work and being universally loved as opposed to like people just popping in and taking a title for this or or you know other ways that things happen but man it's like it reminded me it's like when Mick Foley won the championship when you're just like man finally one of the good people get to win we get to see them on top and it makes everybody happy uh, yeah. So I'm just I'm just happy for Biggie. I love him. He's a great dude. Always been one of the kindest dudes to me. Nice to me. You know, you, I mean, remember him and Kofi and uh, Xavier all got dinner with me like years ago. We like before most people even knew who I was. They just came out to L.A. and got a nice dinner with me. We talked about entertainment and, and me and Biggie have always been friends since then. I love that guy. So you mentioned how they didn't have to break up to get here, which is great and all that. But next Monday night on Raw, like there, let's say there's a big celebration. Would you like to see Kofi and Xavier like drop this guy? Would you like to see some some internal kind of heel breakup with the New Day right now or no? Not right now, no. I'd like to see it go the other way. I'd like to see them just get a little more serious. I think the longest time that you know it's been about like sell, selling cereal, selling toys, being fun, being jovial. And I just think it'd be really fun to see them kind of uh, see what it's like if their new day was a little more serious and just took over. And they were uh, uh, even if it was like a hillish version of the new day where they had the I tag titles. Yeah, Biggie had the championship. I think that's the freshest move they could make. If that they all they all turned hill. Yeah, sure. Well, I flip it over the other side. Uh, it's very exciting time with AEW, obviously, with a bunch of big signings. Like you're a hardcore wrestling fan, Ron. Obviously, a little bit maybe more than a wrestling fan now, <laughs> uh, as you're getting into the ring. What's it like for you? What do you think of what's going on right now with these names kind of? flipping sides and AEW finding some momentum right now in pro wrestling. It's beautiful. It's what you want in wrestling. I mean, it's what you want in any type of entertainment is to have there be a monopoly, um, you know, in, in my business and comedy and stand up, the more channels there are, the more opportunities there are, the more uh, like streaming services are competing with each other, the better it's been for my career. And same thing with wrestling. If there's opportunities for people to go and make money elsewhere for, for them to showcase their skills for them to have um for you to have any place where not one person can just go like you know what we're done with you i don't think you've got value anymore that that, that they don't get to make that choice anymore i love that i think that's yeah. the best yeah i it is interesting like with stand-ups and uh pro wrestlers it's really a beautiful time for these independent artists to be entrepreneurs. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. I say it all the time, but Sean, you're here. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, I just don't know that pro wrestlers 15, 20 years ago that were breaking in, like we're able to, to do the entrepreneurial stuff that a lot of talent are able to do now. So yeah, like, it's, it's a different deal, man. Like if you're in the wrestling business, you got to be your own producer. You, you got to be able to edit your own videos, like everything, man, do your own merch. Like, yeah, it's the DIY or whatever they, these kids call it. <laughs> hey, Ron. Yes, hey, sir. man. Thank you so much, man. I know you got to go, but um, I, I'm, I'm grateful that you, uh, 
you know, took some time. You're busy as hell. So <laughs> you, know, you literally got something right now. That you yeah, do. that's true. Uh, I'm a, I love you, Ron. Late for table read. But thank you. No chorus. I love you, buddy. Anytime. Anytime you need me for anything, I'm there. You're one of my favorite human beings <laughs> in the world. So I appreciate you. All right, man. Next. All right. No, thank you very much, Ron. It was great to meet you. All right, man. Pleasure to meet you, Nick. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Carl, hey man, um, it's been a it's been a little while since we talked. Um, yeah. What I think you, it would. You're no, right. it's it's been more. It's been a little longer than that. It's probably been like three years since I had you on my my other show. Wow, that, that was around two eighteen or yeah. You had just made the comeback. Okay, you're you already into the comeback and and going strong. Uh, I think you might have just won the 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 ROH title actually. Okay. Okay. Well, 2019. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so like, and man, you're still going strong. Well, uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, I haven't reached, uh, the goals that, uh, that I wanted to reach yet. And, uh, just as, as long as I can go the way I want to go, you know, I want to, yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm, you know, doing what I used to do. And, uh, not any less, if not more, uh, taking more risk, uh, doing things that we didn't have to do maybe back in the, back then that, yeah. that taking those risks. Now I feel like the business has evolved and I felt like I had to evolve with it or, or it'd be the guy saying you can do that. You shouldn't do that. And then I sure. think, like, uh, or you could be like me going on independent shows and still telling people to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> living, living off the old shit that I did 25 years ago. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's cool to see you like not just relying on the past and trying to do new shit, you know. Um, and yeah. it's been cool to see it, man, because, uh, yeah, it's been a few years now and like I like I was just saying, you're still going strong, and and your body feels good. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. Oh, you know, I got like some things on my sets of moves that uh, I feel they're quite dangerous. I, I love to do that uh, senton from the top rope to the, yeah. eight. and I used to miss it a lot. Now I want to hit it all the time. So uh, not not because the, it used to be like guys were scared to take it, and yeah. now I getting it on a few guys so uh I'd, uh you know just build that confidence factor there and uh so now everybody's pretty at ease with taking it so uh, it's uh at the garden when it was sold out like uh and the briscoes are pretty crazy anyway so there, there was never, uh with mark briscoe it was never like a point of i know i don't want to do it i don't feel safe about it so sure. been like yeah mark's been always like super cool with that but there's there's tons of guys that are you know not afraid to take it but now i feel like uh you know this and uh you know i, I like to take bumps on cement floors and then and some crazy things uh, yeah. here when 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 it's uh the right timing and uh when i feel it's uh it's the right time to do it and it's worth it and not just wasting it for 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 just the sake of like, doing like going back to the match you had with uh with brett when you were uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte, 
Yeah. And you did the, you missed the senton to the floor, right? Yeah. Bam! The outside and uh, big smack. I remember getting slammed uh, on the corner of the, uh -huh. the still, uh, still steps. And uh, I remember like I, I was, Brett used to take those those uh, the steel chair the, the steel steps and uh, my goal was to always break them in half you know to split them apart so uh, just that's innovating in the little details like that like things that were done but I would push the, the limit a little bit further I like I, I always like that <laughs> hey Carl hey man how tell me um, tell me how it feels to you uh, being in a locker room and uh, on a roster with a bunch of guys uh, so much younger, man, like feeding off of that young energy, man, like a vampire yeah. or what's going on? Off, but I, I feel like things didn't change that much over the years uh, as far as, you know, uh, traveling with different guys, uh, being on the road. Um, it's pretty much the same game, but, yeah. but, uh, But being a, a a veteran, um I don't have to deal with so much, you know, blah blah, sure. blah bullshit. You know, what's uh and then and my experience, you know, um, I'm trying to avoid like con uh conflicts for, for no reasons and uh you know, if I have nothing good to say, I just don't say it. <laughs> it's just sure. it's just uh Just I've learned uh, a lot, but it's the same thing, you know. You you're in a car and and guys are talking about the guys in the other car, sure. <laughs> and and people are questioning push and questioning uh, why you don't have a push, why those guys <laughs> this and that. It's the same same old story again. Yeah. And uh, that's the nature of the business. One one once we're uh, on it for. You know, we want to achieve thing, and we're we're making a living with it. And uh, it's the competitive hedge that comes yeah. out. You know, it's just yeah. the human nature, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's just there. You know, it's a competitive hedge. You know, it's just uh, it's just that now with the years, I I just know how to uh, you know not get involved and not be uh, so um, yeah so involved and so vocal about things. Keep things for myself and uh, sure. in my own business. The whole, yeah, the you whole always did those, Carl. Just to be fair, you always kind of did keep. You know, yeah. you were never a problem, like troublemaker. You no, know, you weren't. You weren't anything like uh, my friends and I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just. Uh, it's just that you know, sometimes you get worked up. You know, from different guys, and uh, you you buy into their stories or you buy into their narratives, and then. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you're responsible for the choice that you're making and the words that you're saying and the bullshit that you're creating. So you're trying to just be uh, aware of that and just not the, you know, try to uh, go around the minds, <laughs> sort of. <clears throat> Well, you gotta, you know, you uh, you're in a pretty good spot right now. I feel like PCO. I mean, obviously, you were in the top spot. You were the ROH World Champion not long ago, but you're getting to work with, like, I, in my opinion, I think probably one of, if not the biggest stars in Ring of Honor right now, and that's Danhausen. I mean, this guy's got crossover appeal. Uh, how has it been? I mean, you guys are both very interesting uh, personalities. How has it been for you and Danhausen getting to work together? 
Uh, it's cool, man. We're having a blast together. I mean, uh, you know, he's he's working he's working so hard. He's doing so much things outside of the company. It was like that before, you know. Like I was doing a lot of things outside of the company when I got signed up. Uh, but he's doing like he must be uh, every time he goes to bed, he must be tired. Like he's doing so much, you know, during uh, the, the course of a day. Like every day, I see posts of him, you know, all kinds of graphics or all kinds of montage uh he's just he's just very very active so i don't know i see him in every gif or every you know every platform he's his name is popping out everywhere so uh and he's he's making good connections and good friends in the business and uh he's doing great and i'm having a blast working with him he's awesome good attitude too good guy it yeah. just seems like a fit. it seems like a real nice fit for you for both of you, you know. Yeah, oh, you know, like after like a, a big run with with the title, I, I feel like you know it's uh it's a good spot right now. Uh, we're, we're having fun together, and uh, we're you know we're chasing some you know some titles as the six and nine. No, that's his that's his uh, his is uh, is thing too. You know, he wants uh, the gold and the money and the whatever the blimp whatever whatever you want. and <laughs> i think a lot of people don't even understand fully his character yet you know he's got such a, a a creative character it's uh you know it's uh limitless as far as where he can go and i feel uh, i feel a little bit the same way with with me and uh, i was just gonna say like you're similar in that regard yeah, well, I think we haven't even uh, tapped into the so much potential with my character yet. So uh, that's why I, that's why I'm still working hard, and and uh, I think I got like so much more mileage in the in the character as far as you know we that we haven't like um, worked on so much thing things yet you know it's uh, i feel like ring of honor is a great wrestling company you know like pure wrestling match and things like that not so much a character's company like for me right. you know, it's not like wwe where you know they can exploit with um, tons of money uh, massively you know like something like that some sure that so uh we was just taking our time and uh waiting for the right spot to open and then the right time to do it and then come up with something crazy that that's never been done before well you and dan house it's like the carnival comes to town man like there's a real energy between the two of you with his jar of teeth and like uh what you do um i don't know if we could take a second here to just talk about some of the crazy strongman stuff that PCO has been doing in his videos. Now, uh, I don't know if you saw the one that came out this week or not, Sean, uh, but your friend Carl here takes an entire deck of cards, puts them in his mouth, uh, chomps down as hard as he can, and then Destro uh, rips the deck of cards in half. Out of his teeth? Out of, yes, as he's biting it. Yeah. <laughs> To the, I did one by myself with my hands, and Destro did the uh, six uh, uh -huh. nail. And Destro was like uh, on uh, the whole time Strongman Barbell uh, uh, invitation with Mark Henry, 
I think uh, oh, the inch, the inch, the, the inch dumbbell. Yeah, the, that thing. All those those things. With you the know? big fat handle. Yeah. All kinds of feats of strings that are like uh, bending fry pan and uh, bending nails and uh, and then he was there. Uh, Destro um, Mike Roy. He was there to getting approved by the old time strongman barbell club. So uh, they were checking on his stuff, all real it is, and they were trying his stuff, and, and he came out like, uh, like Mark Henry couldn't lift his, his weight. He had like, a, I think it was 220 pounds. It was a curl uh, Destro was doing. He was 300 pounds back then, but he still does it now at 135. Uh, and uh, so he's been training me. Uh, actually, I'm training for like, a world record where uh, I'm going to do uh, as I'm going to jump off the corner for my moonsault, I'm going to rip the deck of card up in the air and land flat on a moonsault like in a ring. And uh, we're going to have like some nice uh, set up where I have to land at the right spot, you know. If doing you don't that. land, you'll land on the knives? So I don't land on the knives. <clears throat> have to land like perfectly yeah when the deck of cards so but something similar like might be knives might be something as crazy as knives uh we're we're working on a, a world record concept uh just to, to show the strength of the monster the ability yeah. and the craziness and uh, and everything else yeah hey carl were you doing strongman stuff when you were younger because you know you were always a, a really powerful dude yeah, I was uh, I was good on uh, like bench press and things like that and squatting yeah. heavy and uh, you know like uh, sometimes I was training with uh, Scott you know Scott Steiner uh, yeah. doing behind the neck with three plates uh, we're doing like uh, uh, even uh, another guy that was really strong that had the chance to the gym a few times with. Uh, uh dr that steve williams oh sure he, yeah. he, he was pushing a lot of weight too you've seen him pressing guys like like 10 uh, times yes yeah. uh, you know the god wins like uh, yeah this guy's like 300 pounds you know that's a hell of a press yeah uh, he was strong steve too so uh, i'd like to you know go with those guys davy i trained a lot with him too davy boy so uh, i was following those guys in the gym and uh as far as strength goes but uh and I was never into. I knew nothing about the old time, uh, the 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 tricks. You know, like uh. a, a feats of strength. It's a, uh, you know, it's a different power. Now it's the ends. It's the skin. Sure. It's the bones. It's uh, bending a nail. It's like all the structure of bones is because there's so much pressure put on the nail on your fingers. So all those things they're they're different to me. But uh, it just shows off another, uh, you know it just gives the credibility to to the character and also you never see a frankenstein that was 21 years old so that's what i like about that character it fits yeah. the character it's you know it's the french frankenstein where you know it's the electricity and uh it's getting you know boost uh sure. by the jump cables and the car battery and, and the whole nine yards and having electrical malfunctions and uh, shortcuts and things like that. So um, it's, there's so, so many directions that we can go. Yeah. That we Some of those legendary strongmen, like Louis Sear, who's yeah. like one of the, yeah, he, they're, they're from your neck of the woods, right? They're yeah, all like yeah. uh, Quebecers. 
there's so many from the states that Destro knows them, but I don't know them like Big Buff and uh, Stainless Steel and uh, Vic Buff, Vic Buff, Stainless Steel. Um, I think uh, I just I, I I don't know if you saw it, Nick. Too I I uh, I published a photo because someone tagged. That would be cool to see Mark and Rean PCO, and I just published a, a picture, a photo of uh, Destro and uh, a couple of guys there at the old time strongman. Bruno Smartino was there, and uh, some other guys uh, I I'm not familiar with, but that um, uh, Bruce Hart because because it's two two like he was when we met with Bruce uh, a couple of days ago, like three four days ago. He, you know, just we were doing like stuff, and he was like a kid. He was just talking about Stu, and I was too. He used to love those guys, a like great Antonio and great Antonio. I was just thinking about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that Bruce came up with, and that I didn't even know about them. But uh, yeah, I was just, uh, I was just talking. Nick, with... great Antonio is the guy that Anoki beat the living shit out of. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I know you do that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was crazy. I, I don't know. He was, I don't think he was the greatest worker in the ring. No. Great Antonio, I think he's. And he was like, there was something going on upstairs. Like he was yeah. a little bit crazy by that time. Yeah, uh, he was, uh, shouldn't have been there. It was always weird. Yeah, he shouldn't have been in a wrestling ring. I guess. not at that point, anyways. No, no, that was. <laughs> I watched that then many times, and I showed it to uh, to Destro and a couple of guys, and uh, oh, what a beating he got. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I was so man, dude. Like back to your your character. Like yeah. we've talked about it before, but like, you know how how did this pandemic set you back, dude? Like you are finding so much momentum here, and then like at this point in time to be trapped inside and having to like slow down. I mean, do you do you feel like uh the the momentum is still there? Like what? How are you feeling kind of right now in this moment? Uh, I feel like uh, I feel uh, I gotta yeah kind of work hard and uh, try to reboot <laughs> yeah. i feel that it was uh it was a huge uh it was tough for every i think it was really tough for ring of honor because we've been one of the uh the more secure company as far as testing and bubbling and uh and uh, not having fans and attendance and working in a empty arena, uh, 5,000 seats, nobody there, <laughs> you know, it's just been like super tough. So I think we lost tons of steam. And uh, I think at one point, um, that's how I feel now. I feel at one point we were, we're supposed to go live against, you know, not against, but with, you know, uh, all the AEW and I heard that Vince and we're supposed to be on Thursday night or Friday night on, um, they had a deal going on with TV stations. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I feel like we were going for the, the cup or the Lombardi trophy or, you know, for the, for something huge. And then, then I feel like we're, we're kind of back to, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, starting back and uh i think it's 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 a tough blow for 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 the company but i think uh you know it's, it's part of life too you know it, it doesn't always go the way you think it's gonna go sometimes well, uh, but, uh, Carl, hey um since you just brought up the five thousand seat uh empty arena man 
your style and the things you do in the ring, uh, man, to do that without being able to feed off of the energy of the people, man, it's got to just be yeah, son of a bitch, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you want to save it, but, you know, it's been a year. It's been two years almost, so you, you can't save it all the time. Now you got, like, let's say one of our major pay-per-view was, like, uh, the Final Battle, which is, like, the WrestleMania of Ring of Honor. So you cannot, even if, you know, there's there, there was fans for that one, but, you know, you have other major events that there's without fans, so you you have to go anyway. You have to give your all, you know, you, you can't say I'm going to wait, you know, for uh, a major because every major events were without crowds. So like, like you said, couldn't feed off the energy of the crowd. And uh, that, that, that was kind of tough. Yeah. That's it. Everything you do. Okay. This is probably going to hurt. Well, I mean, it hurts anyways, but at least you got the people to feed off of to kind of, Anyways, yeah, man. Well, yeah. it's uh, it's our job. We're professionals, and mm-hmm. we're getting paid for it. And uh, that's that's one thing, you know. Uh, this company uh, didn't didn't uh, release a bunch of guys during the pandemic. Everybody got paid their, their contract. There was not no phone calls made. Like, can you give us a break? You know, and the payoff, and uh, you know, we'll extend it or we'll work it out when things go back better situations. Hey, nothing but respect to Ring of Honor for that, yeah. by the way. Huge, you know? huge respect. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, for sure. And Ring of Honor has uh, gone through a real change during this pandemic, too. I mean, you were such a big fixture of it pre-pandemic. I mean, the giant, like, MSG entrance and everything, and they'd really invested in you. Uh, but now, you know, it looked like the direction before the pandemic was, uh, you know, Marty was there. It looked like maybe trying to rekindle that elite relationship. But instead, you guys have gone just a 180. I mean, revitalizing the peer division, the women's division, a group of characters like yourself and Dan House, and I think having Brody King, uh, Dickinson, the real brawlers. I mean, there's a real variety right now at Ring of Honor with defined kind of areas that I just I, I don't see that in a lot of other promotions. I yeah, just, I went back, went back the uh, we went back to the roots of the company with the uh, the foundation and Jay Little and Jonathan Gresham and the Pure Wrestling Tournament and uh, and now arriving like the the uh, Woman of Honor uh, tournament too. So we we got like uh, what 30 to 30 to 40 girls that were participating in that tournament. I don't know, like every TV tapings, I'd see I'd see girls that oh, uh, it's different girls, different girls, different girls. It was a huge tournament, so I don't know all of them. A lot of a lot of them are coming from the indie territories and. Um, I, I tried to get to know everybody with, with the mask on. They go, hey, BCO, and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> so tough with the mask. But now, since the vaccinations and everything, uh, we're off the bubble now, so off that with the mask. But during the pandemic, you'd see people, they, they were, you know, they'd say hi to you and uh. You can even recognize them. It was like good. You're you're pretty easy to recognize even with a mask on PCO. I mean, you are because like I've talked to you in the past. I think you know we talk about some of the craziest bumps you take. The craziest bump I've ever seen you take live had to be. I'm pretty sure it was at the Garden when you got the double power bomb. I think from God. Yeah. To, to the outside, like he got power bombed 
over the top rope to the outside of the concrete. I thought you, I thought you were dead. I think that I was dead. I think uh, I did the Undertaker sit up right after that, and that crowd went nuts. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, and then I and then I died back out, and I went, I lift, and then bang, and then I sold it back. Um, but that, yeah, the energy was crazy that night. I mean, that night was like uh, was very special for me. It was probably the most uh, craziest entrance ever. Uh, they invested a lot of money in the entrance with all the the electricity coming off the roof and uh, and uh, the electric chair being placed there on stage. And it was like you know a lot of time for a big show like that when every minutes are counted. Like I think our match kept going down. You know, it was like uh, supposed to be an eighteen minute match, and then it was. And you know, more matches are happening, and then they come back up and they say, Oh, it's a 14, and yeah, whatever. You know, time kept going down, and uh, I knew I had a super long entrance. And then you're looking at the boys, like how they kind of pissed because you got uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ring and uh. Uh, and I'm trying to get my spots in too, you know, and I'm trying to get my stuff in, but I don't want to, uh, you know, to believe like, you know, my stories into that match too much. Cause I knew I had like a great exit and a great entrance. So I, you know, as long as I could hit like my moonsault and my, my sent on, on the apron on, on one of the guys and a couple of other moves, you know, like just quick here and there. Cause we were like, three teams so yeah everybody wanted to go for minutes at a time like everybody was like fighting for their minutes you know and that's that's how it was you know like everybody was super happy to be there so but uh we got all got along it was all great guys there that was me brody king the briscoes and uh and and uh two other guys so there's four teams so that was a lot of guys um was that including Enzo and Cass? Didn't they like make? Did they cause that huge chaos at the yeah. end? Yeah, and that was not nobody knew at the time in the ring. So it was like the storyline of okay, let's do something real, and mm-hmm. everybody got pissed off. <laughs> sure, I'd be pissed too, oh. dude. I because I was sitting in the press booth, and they're like Enzo and Cass are like fighting, and and like you you played Tama was pissed like i remember tom yeah. throwing the ring of honor titles across the room at the wall during yeah. the media conference after that it was wild that they night. felt they felt uh disrespected yeah totally they should yeah it was a crazy night because man. it was their time to shine we were dropping the our straps to them uh me and brody were dropping the straps to 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 them to to yeah. bring back to you know to bring the roh titles to to new japan and to run with the in Japan for for a while before you know they came back here, and yeah, yeah, they, they they had all the rights in the world to be to be pissed because they didn't know it took their moments away, uh, winning the titles and things like that. It was just uh, the thing is, just nothing ever came of it, right? Yeah. Well, eventually they decided they were not going to hire them, so it was all for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a different time though. Cass wasn't where he is now. Enzo still had heat that he's been working to shake off. So it was just, I think, if it had been now and not 
two, three years ago, probably would have played out differently. I you think. know, like I was saying, Sean, you know, things like don't change. Like I remember yeah. that night, you know, uh, all the schmoz that was going on in the back, you know, I, uh, it was like, I was, I was glad I wasn't like really part of it. I was in there. I was there while it happened. Uh-huh. They, they now new Japan wanted to get this side, their side of the story. Why they didn't know, uh ring of honor had to explain you know why they did it the way they did it and then uh, some of the boys that were involved had to explain why they they act the way they did and why they didn't smart it up and any other guys or whatever it was you know was that it was for days after that just traveling on the road for days it was story about who was responsible really for that call and uh Dude. Just doubting. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's trying to disavow. I, I decisions and things like that. So, uh, I gotta, I gotta ask before uh, while we have you here, real quick. You know, you you achieved a lot of the goals you you said you wanted to. I would think taking this this uh, this version of yourself uh, over to Japan and getting to to present PCO to to the Japanese audience is got to be high on on the list of things left for you to do, right? Or no? Am I wrong? I was booked uh, with Brody King to uh, just before uh, I won title uh, uh, final battle, not this one, the the one prior to this one, uh, just before the pandemic, 2020, uh, 2019, December 2019, I guess, at the end of 2019, because I signed uh, December 2018. Yeah, I think. It was December 2019. I'm not sure or 2000. Yeah, it has to be 2019. And I was booked for a, a month long tour uh, with Brody, and uh, he got injured. He ripped his uh, AC uh, ACL apart, and he was off for a couple of months. And uh, I did try to have uh, me and Marty to go together back then, and uh, that couldn't work because he had other things planned with his wife or girlfriend. Anyways, uh, I didn't go. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was never really a big thing. Uh, It would be, hopefully, like, if they would bring me there, like, hopefully for Japanese people, I think they would have to come up with the full character, like the full entrance and the full... Yeah, uh, dude. The full thing, you know, not just go there and wrestle, but... Like you know, like I remember, Vader had just put his was just putting his big helmet, the Vader, big Van Vader helmet. The smoke was coming out, uh, the horns, and people were going crazy over that. So I know it, it'd be like something else to to you know to come in come in with the electricity and then you know whatever, just touching. Like I've, I've had like a long discussion with uh, Jim Johnson. Uh, you you know Sean. He sure. Was, of for Vince before, and he made my my song, and then discussion. Oh, he made your he made your your current song. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, really? Yeah, he was really cool about it, and he said, "You know, Carl, it's not even about wrestling. It's not even about wrestling. You don't have to to do that much." And uh, but I I've always liked to do more, but he said it's just about you know your entrance and how people are going to perceive you and. Uh, what you're going to project with what your character is just like you said i would have you you know like maybe you have destro with the cable on the pole and then you touch the pole and as soon as you touch the guys 
you electrocute him, you know, that's it, he's done. And then, and that Jim Johnson was telling me that, you know, and that like three years ago. And I was not able yet to go to that point, you know, uh, with the character. I, I haven't had the right timing or the right match or whatever, you know. Do you uh, still feel like the, the piece, do you still feel like the character uh, has some evolving to do? do yeah, still- yeah, big notch up, yeah. Yeah, at least one another speed at least where you know to feel really like I've I've done everything that I've I don't know I've, I've taken that that rag and I've been like you know squishing it to the last drop. I don't feel like we have done that yet. I feel Just like piece- it's totally dry. It's uh-huh. even we wet it. We haven't even put the pressure on it. You know to pull the the juice out of it yet. Are we gonna see you become less and less human? It could be. It could be. There's so many ways. I want to know. There's a lot of things coming up uh, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's uh, On December 1st, it's going to be my third year with Ring of Honor. So, uh, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. yeah, it'll be three full years uh, and three great years and been treated like really, really super good. Uh, I'm super happy with all the the people that I've I've met over there. Great people and everything. But coming December first, I'm gonna be like probably a free agent, you know. So oh, wow, interesting. See where everything's going, either with Ring of Honor or whatever. You know, I'm I'm at that point where I know, see several. I I can think of I can think of a few places, more than a few that you would fit in nicely. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, uh, the, the the indies could be a great place too to to start things up. You know, they, there's not a day that I'm I'm, I'm not getting I'm not getting uh, hit by someone for shows, and if not a couple of shows, and uh, I'm under an exclusive contract right now, so I'm, I'm fully Ring of Honor. I couldn't take any work for the last three years uh, for any indie companies. Other than the ones that we were doing business with, which was New Japan Pro Wrestling, or at that time it was CMLL, that 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 got broken, and then uh, the PWG. I don't know where we stands with them now, but I think we do have like I think Brody worked with them. Yeah, Brody did the he did the spot with Tommy in. So I think yeah, still a thing with PWG. Yeah. Hey, hey, Carl, are you um, have you thought about promoting any more shows up in Montreal? Yeah, maybe I would. <laughs> maybe I would vote just one more. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the the last one we've done was um, um, Ogan and Jock and me and Big Show. Uh, I don't think you were on that, that show, Sean. No, but I remember, I remember when it happened. Uh, yeah. You, you guys just always did good, you know, re- really successful uh up there promoting your own shows i really i was uh was really impressed by that you know this one was good the, the Josh retirement match was good it was sold out when the business yeah. uh really no for not just for a house show it was yeah. a, I, I thought it was a great night you know for for a house show it was something special it was a retirement match but uh just taking part of that was great. Uh, being part of it was awesome. Uh, great souvenir. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's been something going on forever in Montreal. Like, I think Dino Bravo wanted to uh, to do the stadium. Uh, he, he wanted to do it against Hulk. He couldn't do it. Um, Vince didn't want to go there. Um, I think um, when we did the retirement match with Jacques, Everything was locked in for the stadium for for me and Bagwell, um, Bagwell Backlund, Bob Backlund, but they went and they um, it was a garden and then not too long after our match. I don't know when Kevin became the the champ, but they beat Backlund in 12 seconds at the uh, the garden. It was probably not too long after uh, October 21st, 1994, when we did the retirement match. But uh, Jacques had mind to become my manager. And had sold the idea to Vince to go to the uh, the Olympic Stadium because it was the hockey strike and the baseball strike at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, timing would have been good, but you know, of course, Vince had ideas uh, of his own, and he had lost also Randy to WCW at the time, right? Which was a huge loss for him. So, but I remember like being on the phone like that Jock was on the phone with Vince, but he'd, he'd say, pick up like a third line and just listen to the conversation just to just try to remember because the conversation goes so quickly, a 15, 20 minutes conversation. Sometimes you need someone to remind you, oh, did I mention that, the price or this or uh-huh. sell the tickets for or whatever. And uh, so I was there just to be... Uh, just basically a witness of the conversations. And uh, I got to tell you, <clears throat> at one point, um, it was not uh, a cool conversation to listen to. You know, oh, they wow. had huge argument, especially when Vince, uh, Jacques was always going like pretty quick. Vince was like, open up the door. Just, I might think, <laughs> just like, like, hey, Jacques, I'm going to think about it. I'll get back with you. Jacques was calling the state. Let's go. I've got the okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then and then everything's like, okay, we got Vince, we got the price for the rent of the stadium. I got a fine, great deal in this. Uh-huh. Oh, and Vince felt like he was like, you know, trapped kind of. And then he had to tell Jacques, like, yeah, nah, we don't have to, we don't, we don't uh, have what we need to to get 80,000 people. So I had to pull back, and that was a big falling out between Jacques and Vince. That's why we went with uh, WCW 1997. We did the the Molson Center instead of the stadium, but it was supposed to be a stadium against that stadium. Current. (laughs) So uh, that'd be a dream come true if we could do the stadium, you know. Yeah, yeah. I because I just like it's just in my in my head, man. I can't imagine you not doing at least one more show up there. Yeah, yeah. You one know? more like, Bell Center for sure, but yeah. but the stadium would be like that'd be my the last nail on my coffin for sure. If mm-hmm. I could do the stadium, you know, something awesome there. I mean, and run maybe six months after that or something like that, or not even a year. Whatever the run would be like, but if I could, uh, you know, have someone uh, and organically be able to have a machine to uh, sell out the, sure. the 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 stadium, that that'd be that'd be awesome. 
be awesome. I mean, uh, I, sometimes I feel like I've got unfinished business with Vince because you don't know, Sean, how many times uh, after, you know, my big falling apart with the company, uh, 95 and 96, and then how many times I went back to Vince and how many stories I've got with Vince going on, like, uh, you know, spending a full days at TV tapings and just waiting to talk with him for 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, man. And that, and that whole, like, waiting all day to talk oh, to Vince shit. Wait all day one time, and uh, I'm going to his office. I see it's only me left, and there's Vince, and there's two bodyguards, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to knock on the door, and then I'm going, and then knock on the door, and those two bodyguards, they tell me Vince has left, but there's no way he can leave. Like, you heard no other door, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the front, you can't go from the back. So I'm staying there, I'm waiting. As soon as I see him, I grab him by the arm, and those two bodyguards jumps me, man, and oh. and they they they, they want to fight, and then and and Vince goes, "Oh, guys, it's okay. I know him." <laughs> like, what can I do for you, Carl? I was like, "Okay, now I have to come up with a speech." I just had like two like six eight and four hundred pounds monsters like on me, so it was like things like that, you know, having great. Uh, they they had me do so many tryout matches, and sometimes I felt like tore the house down. Like one time, yeah. Uh, another time, uh, I, uh, Sean actually is good with me, Michaels, uh, and that, that's so cool. The fact that uh, everything from the past that I can branched out now, and it, it's been like that for a while. Like every time I see Kevin or. Razor on, on the indie show when I was like 2018. We had such a blast last time I worked with Kevin. It was 2009. We we were out like together all night and we had like a great time. And 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 not doing like crazy things, just having a you know sure full beers and having a blast and um, just you know going with the stories. And I felt like uh, it's so cool. And then. Um, one time I was supposed to meet with John Laurinaitis over in England because I was working over there. John couldn't make it, but he had like me, like email, I'll be there, come for me, ask for me, I'll, you know, we'll work a match for you. So I show up, I'm in the back, and then uh, no John Laurinaitis over there. So I went to nearby the ring, Vince was there, Sean was there. So I ended up the package to Shawn Michaels, and sure enough, he gave it to Vince, and they called me back and uh, um, booked uh, another tryout for me, and that didn't work out. It was not at their taste and a uh, bunch of things like that. So I feel like I've got, after so many failures like that, like I'd say 10 to 15 times, I you know, trying to have talk or come back and things like that. And I feel like when you can and you can really come back and maybe impress him um, if the opportunity was given or if he would reach out or whatever. I don't know how it would happen. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to uh, call for it, but I'm just telling you guys because you're there right. and you know how it is, uh, you know, how it works. And um, I think uh, because 
my first run was the same thing. I had so many doors closed in front of me, so many failures, and I always like came back. And when I came back, nobody knew that. When I like, we, we grabbed the tag team titles, me and John in '93, after me being there for only like what a couple of months there, not yeah. even just getting signed. And it looked to most of the guys like something not fair, you know. But it had been like I had like a rough start that's why it was cool to meet with bruce art because he was part of that you know he was one of the guy that refused to book me in calgary when i was really? eight. yeah huh. well i don't think he remembered that i showed him photos and uh i had just broken into the business at 16 and i had no experience working on a territory i showed up in calgary 18 no english going up straight in the face with two hearts saying hey Stu can I wrestled for you, and that you know, it was like the Stampede show on Friday night. He said, "Go, go see my son Bruce." And then I didn't know who Bruce was at that time, so I find out who he was. And, and the guys ripped me for four or five months. And then oh, you fuck. don't have room tonight in Calgary, but you can come to Saturday in Edmonton. So I take the Greyhound bus because I was broke. I take Greyhound. I'd go five hours, four hours back to Edmonton, and then they say, "No, I'll come back to Calgary next week. We might have some room." And I did that for four months. That is so mean. That is not a rip. That's a mean thing to do uh, to somebody. Shit. Eventually, eventually, Carrie Brown told uh, <laughs> Bruce, "Give the kid a chance," you know. And, and uh, Bruce called uh, uh, some ring work with me and him in the ring, and uh, on a Friday afternoon at three p.m. And then we got in the ring for maybe an hour where it was just shooting me between the ropes outside, having me taking buckles, making comebacks, doing all kinds of stuff, you know, and, uh, and then the final judgment was, you know, you're not ready. And I was, I was ready uh, to, to, to be fair with you. Uh, I was not ready, but I was just hoping that, you know, I could be good enough to, maybe do some house shows just to do jobs at the beginning and try to learn the, the business like that. Yeah. Eventually uh, from that, the bunch of uh, failures there, I went to uh, Emil Dupre in the Maritimes and got booked on my first territory and uh, got fired after a month because uh, I wasn't really, they put me right on top from not being booked in Calgary. They put me for the world titles, tag team titles, Jono uh -huh. and Bob, Bulldog Bob Brown. Every night with another green kid, Eddie Watts, with a the killer bees outfit on with a uh -huh. mat, all the super bees. And then we're challenging for the titles every night. And I'm I'm screwing up a lot of spots, a lot of things, because you know, it's from not being put on a you know, fully like a, a great territory like Calgary and, and going working sometime twice on Sunday and every day of the week during a full summer uh, after a month. They cut that two crew to one crew, and I was like one of the first one to let go. So it was always hard for me, like always tough, you know. And I always came back. And when I came back, after so many failures, success was huge because I just think it was like time to pay for everything that I've been through. So okay. it's a little bit of a real life story there. <laughs> hey man, I never I. You know when you when you were talking about uh, you and Jacques getting the tag titles uh, when you know as the Quebecers, um, I don't remember particularly anyone like raising their eyebrows, going, "Oh, they don't deserve it." Like, I mean, I guess like now that you mention it, 
I can see where some people might think that, like, because there might have been a few tag teams. Like, I'm not saying like that these are the guys, but there, you know, some guys have been around a little bit, like the Head Trinkers or some other guys. Uh, but man, you guys were a fresh team, and I bet, man, the times I worked with you and Jacques, I loved it. Oh, I yeah. loved it, man. You, our, it was you our, and me were the young guys, and yeah. Jacques and Marty were the, were the old veterans. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. we did all the work. <laughs> oh, when we uh, dropped to you on the run, that was a crazy. It was time. hot, man. Uh, really hot. Like yeah. I remember one time in 2018, I was working for Chikara, and uh, Bush was like putting that match over in front of everybody. That was it. Was like putting that match over. I turned on my TV and I saw PCO and Jock and the one, two, three kid and Marty Janetti and he dropped titles. And so it was like, you know, man, you guys fed me a hot, like I got a hot tag and man, that shit was on fire. You guys fed me so good, man. Oh, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It was just great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember at that time we felt like you know, sometimes the business wasn't that great. But uh, I just watched also a match that, that was after my run uh, with Jock. It was me against Bob Holly. It was an opener at the Union Dell, and the crowd is hot, like yeah. like a 13, 14 minute match nonstop, like good action, and the crowd was hot. Like at the time we didn't realize how it was hot, but it was. Like, it was like the people that were there, like it might not have been a full house, but they were like they came to enjoy themselves. Great house too, like it was, was it uh, twelve thousand or ten? Oh 000. shit! Oh, it was it was noisy. I mean, someone sent me that on Facebook. It was so noisy. I couldn't. I don't, I didn't even know I was have had that match with Bob. Right. I knew like I knew after I start I rebranded the the Lafitte character. I knew I did, I did uh, put a lot of new guys over like like Bob like. Uh, uh, I think uh, the garbage man, uh, Jumpster Drosy, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple, you know, a couple of new guys were starting off. Like Vince was using me to get them over because he knew he was rebranding me, so he leave me on the road and left me on the road and putting those guys over. And then, and then it was like good matches all the time. So, I, and then that one was Bob. Like, I mean. I didn't even. Rem- I remember working Bob a lot and working Josie a lot and uh, a lot of the guys that came in at that time. But uh, you don't remember every night, you know. So uh, it was surprising to me to see the reaction of the crowd. Yeah, cool. Hey, uh, PCO, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with Sean and I today. It's really cool. I mean, you guys. I mean, we'll have you back down the road. It's not like the last time we'll talk. Oh. Uh, but like, I mean, just. I don't know. You guys, in a lot of ways, were really like the workhorses that like paved the way for a lot of the wrestlers that are getting to do their thing right now. And I just think it's cool to to be a fly on the wall and get to like listen to you guys, you know, pick each other's brains and just kind of relive stuff. I mean, you guys really did a lot to to make it possible for yeah. the guys today to do. Yeah, we started the same year. We we're the the two youngest guys in the. I think Sean's a little bit younger than me, maybe a year or so. I think we were the guys in in the locker room at the time. So. I remember having discussion about that. We were just having fun with that like a couple of times. And I remember when you just came in like a couple, maybe a month or at the same time as me or a month after or. Yeah, or something before. like that. But yeah, we yeah. were the, around 93, right? And you came yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, man. All right. Hey, oh, man, it's really oh, great. to It's really great to talk to you, Carl. Yeah. Hey, man. Um, 
I'm looking forward to seeing you somewhere soon. You know, yeah, I imagine we're going to bump into each other at some point here. Yeah, I'm sure we will on uh, whatever uh, occasion it might be, but I'm sure we will. We always like we always do anyway. I think I I always bump into you somehow somewhere. So we will. And, uh, and thanks, Nick, again. And uh, yeah. Hey man, and just congratulations again, man, on on kicking ass in, in this latest comeback, bro. Yeah, and you know, um, it's really cool and it's inspiring to see it. That's it for another episode of Pro Wrestling for Life, everyone. Just want to thank you all for tuning in, and uh, I want to thank my dear friend Ron Funches. I want to thank PCO, and who else am I? Thank I want to thank you, Nick. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Sean, I actually have a little something special here to, to wrap up the show today. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but uh, WWE put out the official WWE draft commercial. All That's right. Cool. Okay. And so I am out. I was having lunch or I was having dinner with Liz and I come home and I've got all these messages. And it turns out, Sean, that a clip of me from Monday Night Raw from about a month ago was used in their promotional materials. And look at that guy right there, Sean. Wearing his Pro Wrestling for Life t-shirt. That is a man having the time of his life, Sean. Holding half a beer. I can't believe you're holding half a beer, Nick. I know. Well, I mean, I drank a lot of it. You know, I know that you don't yeah, drink. Probably not the first one either. No. It's my buddy EJ, too, by the way. He's been a, he's been a, on the show. He played a game one time. That's him oh, right yeah. So, yeah, so I'm wondering if that was just by, by sheer, like, coincidence or did someone go, oh, hey, just put that in there. So I, I'm wondering that too, Sean, and the fact that you wonder makes me wonder because, like, the other side of this is, well, uh, I was asked by a, a company that reps WWE to host a WWE draft party here in Chicago, which is happening, oh, yeah. replay, replay Lincoln Park on October 4th, but that hadn't been announced yet. I announced that today. They put this out last night. I don't know if they – because I'd heard they had to approve me to host it, so I don't know if this was, like, a little – nod of the hat or maybe it's because they like you or us or i don't know but it's a yeah. weird it's a yeah, weird sure they love us after last week's episode yeah come on you know <laughs> to give us, decide to give us the rub they're like we really enjoyed mixed feedback we thought we will take that into consideration um all right that's it i got i got nothing else if you want the shirt go to pro wrestlingtees.com slash pro rest for life just like all of our social handles and you could go get a shirt and scream and drink at, at wrestling shows just like just like me so, all right, cool. that's, that's it. We're done. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.